to the latest episode of Nerds Amalgamated. With me, I have the DJ. hey No, 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 no. you got to say hello, not a You're not some mumble rapper. If you're a mumble he's, rapper, he's I'm going to kick you. <laughs> he's, he's a he, crap Teletubby. <laughs> he, it actually works. Yeah, he, he, the personality, the weird sounds, it, 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 it explains a lot of things. Yeah, but if I was a Teletubby, what would I be no. carrying, though? What? You know how? Oh, okay. You know how most of the characters have have like a certain item they carry. Like, is it Dipsy? What's that? Never watched enough of it to see that, and I've got nephews and nieces, and every time I watch it, they're usually running around with empty hands. <laughs> One of them has a purse. The yeah, others that's don't. A... Oh, okay. Well, the DJ could be carrying a purse as well. He wants to be carrying something. Once again, he is profiling the majority on the actions of a minority. <laughs> and the uh, other dulcet tones you hear in the background there are the professor. And how are you going, professor? Ah, the professor is only one professor. I'm great, um, apart from my hard drive. <laughs> Two yeah, terabytes yeah. down the drain. <laughs> you, you gotta love the fact I asked the professor how he's going and the DJ suddenly pipes in. I just try to work around it these days. Yeah, unfortunately. We're not in a studio all together, so I can't just clip him over the back of the head. <laughs> but don't worry, I keep remembrance of these things. Have you seen that YouTube video of the um, the guy who made the uh, the airsoft gun that would shoot him when he got shot playing a game? No. Sounds we, fun. Well, either way, we should get one of them for the DJ. Just uh... actually, No, 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 no. Even better. Even better. Remote taser. Yeah, just clip the electrode straight to him. Just every time he sits in the seat and he does something stupid, we push the button here and zap. You do know that would not that would not be possible in an ideal world, right? No, actually, it would be possible in an ideal world. Depends right. what you're defining as an ideal world. But in an ideal world, we would need to. <laughs> no, actually, no, we would still need to. Electrocuting people is always fun. Or is that uh... just me? No, no. Actually, uh, did you it's... see the video on Facebook of a dog weaning on a fence and it was on an electric fence? Oh, oh yeah. I that should have been the funniest time videos. That brought a tear to my eye. <laughs> but anyway, um, DJ, you were telling us something about Amy Adams the other day. Yes. Yeah, so it seems that Amy Adams might be done playing um, Lois Lane in the DC, in the DC um, Cinematic Universe. And that DC will be heading in new directions, apparently. So they're kicking her or she's running away? Well, Pocanolados. Pun? Pocanolados. You can tell I don't speak Spanish. Yeah. I, I didn't, didn't think that was even human what you were doing just then. Yeah, me neither. I thought you would sound you know, like something funny. You know, Mexican girl in the taco ads? No. Nah. Where have you guys been for the past, like, 15 years? Somewhere more decent than um, than where you're staying right now. <laughs> I don't know what taco. My doing. mother's basement is perfectly respectable. <laughs> oh, oh, really? <laughs> it's got bars on the windows to keep him safe. Uh-huh. And and padded walls. Or is it? Oh, hang on, that's the DJ. 
Um, so yeah, as you were saying, is she is she running away or is she being booted? DJ, hello, Earth to DJ. It's a Christmas miracle. He's run away. Well, I'm still here. Well, can, can you answer the question that I've asked you five times? Which is? If I have to ask it a sixth time, I'm going to reach through the microphone and strangle you. <laughs> it's going to be one of those nights. It's so basically, she has no idea. But uh, from her, from I think it's her hunches that she's out of the DC universe. Ah. But it's telling though, with with, with two of the biggest actors in the DC universe leaving. Well, are they two of the biggest actors? Well, Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck, they are two of the biggest actors. Well, ben They're Affleck, the only two actors. Ben Affleck leaving isn't actually necessary. Well, he, actually, he's one of the biggest, but that's just podgy and chubby at the moment. <laughs> he's got to lay off those donuts. Krispy Kreme isn't good for when you're an action star. <laughs> but they've got Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa's massively huge in comparison. Yeah, he's massively huge now, but back then Henry Cavill was huge as well when Superman um, came out. No, Jason Momoa was probably bigger than Cavill back then too because Momoa goes back to, um, uh, what is it? the Stargate days? Stargate universe days. So, and I hate to break it, but that's a massively huge fan base. And there was other stuff he's been in as well. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was. He was. I, re- I liked his portrayal in um, Game of Thrones. And then um, we've also got who was? What's the name of the lady playing um, Wonder Woman at the moment? Gal Gadot. Yeah, like she's she's nobody. Like she hasn't starred in massive box office smash hits, has she? Oh, she Wonder Woman. She she had a couple. She had a couple of roles. Like she was in the uh, Fast and the Furious movies. I think we need to get you tested. You're like Sheldon. You miss the sarcasm. Oh, right, right. <laughs> we need to get a sign for you. <laughs> but Amy Adams is, I think, uh, Amy Adams is Lois Lane. That's a, you reckon she was a good, you reckon she played a good Lois Lane though? I wouldn't have a clue. I haven't she, seen any of the new Superman movies. She didn't, doesn't really stand out. So, uh, I don't know. It's not like, um, what's, uh, I'm shocking with names tonight. <laughs> it was Lois Lane with Superman 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, opposite Christopher Reeve. Um, no, not sure. I'll have, to, I'll have to figure out to see this as well. Um, Come on, you're our movie man. You're supposed to know this. The one that recently died, I know who she is. God dang it. She passed away, rec- she passed away I'm recently. I'm pretty sure we even mentioned her Ma- in a shout-out. That's right, Margot Kidder. That's, That's right. That's it. Yeah, Margot <laughs> Kidder, like... The Margot Margo Kidder the- was phenomenal as yeah. Lois Lane. Yeah. She brought a presence that Lois Lane is supposed to have. Amy Adams, like she's probably a great actress and everything. She just doesn't have that same presence. So it's just she's not pretty the same. good in Arrival. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to diss her on it. It's just, yeah, like she just doesn't have that same step up and in your face, unforgettable. Yeah, even the even the um, Superman movies, it was just basically she's there. She she didn't do much, and that's it. Yeah, did she do more or less than Pepper Potts and Iron Man? Less, less, way less. Like even in um, I think I think the guy that brought coffee to um Pepper Potts in the Iron Man movies did more. 
<laughs> you, mean, <laughs> you, you mean the um, Happy Hogan, Happy Hogan? Oh no, 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 no! I mean just the, the guy on set that brings cups of coffee. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah, I think he had more of a presence. Like, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm seem like I'm picking on her or bashing or whatever. It's just she just didn't have much of a presence. It was very weak. Yeah. Even Dawn, um, Dawn of Justice, it just felt her presence was very weak. Like it was just like there were some certain parts in that movie that was just. What were you do? What were you thinking? Was that uh, Batman vs Superman? Yeah, yeah. How well did Justice League go down? Because it seemed like I didn't see any advertising for it, and then it was out, and then it wasn't. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was great, but I, I love DC. It's just you had all the um, butthurt fanboys going. Oh, it's not how I want it to be. So yeah, like a lot of lot of lot of idiots going out there going, oh, it's not what I want. It's not what I want. So it's not good. It's not allowed. It's not right. So just because someone had an idea that wasn't exactly what they wanted exactly in this world of <clears throat> self entitlement, they bitched and moaned and carried on and yeah. But it still made remember how many hundreds of millions of dollars? Six hundred and fifty nine million for Justice League. There you go. That's nothing to be sneezed at. That's a good bit of cheddar. And in comparison to Marvel, who are just pumping out movie after movie after movie after movie after movie. Uh, we're up to how many incarnations now of Spider-Man? Uh, what is it? The third incarnation and Homecoming. Let's see how much Spider-Man Homecoming No, is. no, no, no. I think we're up to the fifth, isn't it? Yeah, we've got like three of them in the last uh, 15 years, and then there were more back in the... Yeah, like there was another back Spider-Man the back in the day, and then, yeah, you had the Toby. Was it Toby Maguire? Yeah, yeah I've had uh, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield since 2000. Yeah, and yeah. this is the third one, the um, Tom Holland edition. And who does the um, voiceover for the game for back in, went back on the old original PlayStation? Do we know who was that? I think they got Toby Maguire for the game, didn't they? For the for, for the Spider-Man game itself. Yeah, um, yeah the original Spider-Man game on PlayStation. <clears throat> a second. Uh, no, not the PS2 edition. Um. I haven't played that game in about 15 years, so I wouldn't have any idea. Yeah, I, I can't. That's the reason why I'm, I'm lost as well. So I remember just doing the uh, the training mission over and over, where you stand on the roof and call out the um, call out the thugs to practice your fighting. Oh, okay. I used to sit there and just play it, and just, yeah, I used to love all the different bits and pieces you had to do. Um, Actually, artists. Well, got Chris- the, um- I might be thinking of Enter Electro. Yeah, we've got a copy of uh, Enter Electro in the drawer outside. Well, okay. outside, bed, outside my room. Um, just looking, trying to see. I can't actually see it. I'm looking on Wikipedia and so forth. I can't see who plays the, the voice. You're the voice. Oh, um, Reno Romano. That's who it was. Who was the voice for the cartoon series Spider Man Unlimited? So, and now we've got another one in that new one, uh, Enter the Spider Verse or something. Yeah, and who and how many new Spider Men are in that one? So now we're up to like 10 Spider Men in the last couple of years. And the one, the new Spider Man you're saying about, is that the one that's in the Avengers and Homecoming? Is that the same one? Yeah, that's Tom Holland. Tom Holland. See, I don't think he's in, um, he's he's uh, 
actually doing it quite well. Like I, I like his approach, although he's now dust and blowing in the wind. So yeah. But back to the Amy Adams. Um, if Amy Adams is now take um, gone, who do you think should, if they want to make another Superman movie, which they will do, they will do eventually. Who should take Lois Lane? Um, with the DC Universe for comics. Lois Lane eventually moves aside, doesn't she? And is replaced as by someone else for Superman's squeeze. Um, she well, he did briefly date Wonder Woman, but yeah, they're still together. I think. They're still Speaking together. Speaking of women, uh, Superman has dated. Check out the classic essay, "Man of Steel, Woman of Tissue Paper," about how it would be impossible for Superman to have a relationship with an Earth woman. Okay, um, you want to post us a link? Yeah, it is um, a bit R-rated, though, oh. for our younger viewers. But it was by a famous um, author. I'm trying to remember. might have been Heinlein. You mean uh, Man of Steel, Women of Kleenex? That might by, have been uh, it. Yeah, it's a, it, was written, it was a 1969 yeah, essay Neven. by yeah, Larry Neven. <clears throat> okay. If it's, if it's a bit too risque, we might need to just pass on that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so we reckon, guys, who who do you who do you want to see as Lois Lane so in the movies? That's a hard call. Um, would have to be someone that's got a strong persona and presence. So yeah, like can't it can't be any of the like Kardashian style. You, what were you saying? What? It can't be any of the Kardashian style um, actresses that that are famous just because they're there. It'd have to be someone who's actually got a strong presence on screen. Hmm. So, we reckon Emma. Um, Emma Watson. I don't know that she would fit because Superman and Lois are sort of like all American characters. Yeah, but she can train her voice to sound American, like uh, like uh, Hugh Laurie did. Yeah. Um, it's a possibility. Like I have, I seriously haven't given it any thought. So, um, I'm grasping for who would be suitable. But it needs to be someone who's a, a natural brunette as well. So yeah, actually, then, someone someone who could do it, even though they don't have the American accent, is would be um, what's her name from uh, Marvel's Agents. Um, oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Is is she um, Simmons? Uh, that's it. Yes. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, Just. Just she has that presence on screen. She's got the strength of as a as of personality. She has all the range that they need, and she would just be amazing at it. I reckon. Yeah. Like if they want to bring in a, a new young actress to play the part, um, she's got the goods. She would handle it, like, and they wouldn't have to worry about the accent because she's a reporter. <laughs> And she could have. She's been all around the world, so she could have been in in London for a while, which would give her the accent. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. And I, 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 I would love to hear someone say that she wouldn't be good. But if there's someone who thinks that there's somebody who'd be better, let us know. Give us some feedback. Who do you, who do you guys think would be the best option? Listeners, let us know. Send us a message on Twitter, feedback, whatever. If you think I'm an idiot for saying what I have, then yeah, let us know. <laughs> um, but I suppose we should probably move along. Otherwise, we'll be here until midnight talking about Superman and Spider-Man. Um, 
Professor, you were saying China's banning games. China has just released uh, a list of 20 games with um, nine of them listed as prohibited or withdraw and the rest listed as corrective action. <laughs> this is uh, uh, translated by a Reddit user. And the, um, the reason to have corrective action for some of the um, games cool. includes uh, inharmonious chat. So I suppose as long as your chat room is uh, singing a cappella, then you're fine. Well, I think it's probably more the um, my favorite pet hate, the toxicity of some of the online gamers, yeah, abuse and so forth. I think it's that's what they, they got. They're saying you need to put in some moderation stuff and make it so if people are doing this, they're getting booted. I like the um, overly revealing female characters. Oh yes, no strippers. Yeah. Okay, so um, rewards given based on rank. They don't want any other sort of ranking system apart from their uh, social score uh, system, do they? <laughs> and my favourite bit, a couple you might, of the... You um, might be getting listed for um, corrective action at the moment. Just so uh, yeah, they can take my brother. He's going over there later. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, um, what's interesting is some of the games that have been listed as uh, prohibited are Chinese knockoffs of Western games. Oh, published by Chinese. Hang company. on, two two games here. I'm I'm loving the fact that they're they're now prohibited or withdrawn. PUBG, <laughs> for blood and gore, and Fortnite for blood and gore and vulgar content. There's no blood or gore in Fortnite. What? I'm not going to complain. Fortnite's a kids game. It doesn't have like blood splatter when you shoot someone. I gotta find that Ooh. one out as well. Ring of Elysium by Tencent Games. Yeah, we were just looking at playing that one recently, weren't we? Yeah, we were talking about it the other week. Um, and it's with Tencent, who's once again getting in trouble. Yeah, and my other favourite, Knives Out by NetEase. Oh yeah. Um, that's a cheap knockoff of uh, PUBG. Well, that's Which, overly oh. revealing female characters, blood and gore, and vulgar content. It's gone the trifecta. <laughs> See what's Only interesting in harmonious uh, chat, uh, and and um and games rewards. Actually, uh, with all the inharmonious chat, I'm surprised PUBG and Fortnite don't have it because I've listened to some of the chat stuff for them. Oh and, yeah, and I was actually amazed at some of the language coming out in that. So they they they're, they're blocking it on blood and gore, but they're not going after the toxic language and culture. Yeah. So uh, some of these games by Tencent and NetEase are being um, reprimanded for having distorted concepts of history and culture, which I suspect is uh, the government cracking down on controlling the history books. Oh, actually, I've just seen a little bit further down here in the um, article. Inharmonious chat refers to the perceived lack of effort by publishers to combat toxicity. Oh, vulgarity and politically sensitive speech in chats. <laughs> I like this note here. In China, usually games implement lists of censored phrases. We um, had a uh, an incident at work recently. Mm-hmm. HR asked us to implement a uh, found words filter for the emails, and okay. that included the word ho. <laughs> which, going into the Christmas season, 
meant that the first day we suddenly banned a whole bunch of emails for saying ho ho ho. <laughs> uh, so we straight away got a request from HR to amend that filter. I had um I had a response to someone who put a post on Facebook saying about ho ho hoing or all the or what is it? What is it? The original post was they're sick and tired of all these skanks that are out hoeing. <laughs> and I responded, what? They're just gardening? Leave them alone. Oh, they put, put HOE. I like the other one of Santa in the courtroom and uh, some the lawyer is saying, did you or did you not refer to my client not once but three times as a hoe? <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, visiting a friend who worked in the courts and... Everyone was laughing because of the fact that the bailiff had gone out to call the next person that was required to appear, and it was a gentleman from Vietnam, and his surname was Ho. So the bailiff has walked out and he's gone, Ho, 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 because he's got to say the name (laughs) three times. And the magistrate was sitting on the bench and he's just gone, I'll give you Ho, Ho, Ho. Because everyone in the court just lost it and started laughing. (laughs) Is he back with us again? I'm back. Okay. Oh, we lost the DJ, and I didn't even notice. Uh, the one interesting thing, guys, about the games is that two big games like Fortnite and PUBG being banned in China—that's gonna that's gonna cheese off a lot of fans. <laughs> well, actually, no, no, no. It'll make a lot of the other fans happier because of the simple fact that the um, cheating by having which well, all that according to some people they're not cheating they just got better computers <laughs> oh, yeah. and no longer going to be able to cheat so it means all the rest of the people in the world are going to be able to play and have a fun game again for a while look if china and russia want to go and isolate themselves from the international gaming community so that their hackers aren't bothering us anymore i'm going to be hard pressed to find a reason to complain about that <laughs> oh yeah i've I got very little sympathy for those scum. <laughs> anyway, moving along, um, I was reading an article the other day, catching up with um, some of my background reading that I'd missed out over the last couple of months. And I discovered there's apparently two compounds in coffee that may team up to help fight and resist Parkinson's. So, um, quite an interesting. Development, I guess, it, I suppose I should say. Um, the original, the, the article I was reading was only just a couple of days ago, but the original research is from back in, should I get this right, August. Um, and it refers to, um, to how like, they've known that um, drinking coffee can help prevent the onset and effects of Parkinson's disease in moderate amounts. And don't, don't go out there and drink excessive amounts of coffee, but they've been doing research on it because they, they know that caffeine is one that there's a lot of research that's been done in, but there's a thousand, more than a thousand other compounds apparently in coffee beans that haven't been researched as much, and they've discovered one called EHT, which is Elko-San-O-Five- Hydroxy tryptamide. Say that three times quickly. <laughs> no. <laughs> the t- tongue in twister my, of the year. In, in, in all my um, psychology assignments, 
anything like that would be as a, as a PNT. You say it once, and then that's it. After that, you just refer to it as EHT. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, 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 it's only early days in the research, but um, they're looking at how it's like they work as a catalyst to boost um, certain activities that help to prevent the accumulation of harmful proteins in the brain, which lead to um, Parkinson's and there's um, Lewy body dementia, so which is one of the more common forms of dementia. So if you drink too much coffee, it will give you the jitters. But if you drink the right amount, it will stop you getting them. Well, it also depends. Um, well, for the jitters part, um, if you get someone who's got ADHD, it'll actually put them to sleep because it has a reverse effect. It calms them down. That's which crazy. Is reason, which is reason why, um, well, for one of the major treatments for ADHD is Ritonol or whatever it is, which is basically, which is speed. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, um, I know for myself, I, I've got a touch of ADHD, and if I have coffee, I'm calm. If I have, like, two or three cups of it, I start to get drowsy. Apparently caffeine can help um, premature infants as well, from what I've gathered. Um, it, yeah, it gives you lots of energy so you can reproduce. Or are you <laughs> talking about some other way of helping infants? Yeah, I'm just in other ways of helping infants, such as um, helping their immature lungs and brains remember to breathe and relax, and reducing episodes of intermittent hypoxia. Okay, well there you uh, go. Re- repair the blood oxygen levels. Yeah, I know it's probably not how the uh, preferred delivery method, but I'm just imagining some little kid sitting there with a great big cup of coffee. <laughs> that was me growing up. <laughs> Um, Don't you know it's stunts your growth, Bucky? Yeah, it, it it did that to me. That and smoking is supposed to stunt your growth, but thank goodness because at six foot five, I'm 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 glad I didn't grow too much taller. So it's enough of a hassle now trying to find shirts that fit. Did they say which type of coffee is it that um, helps with the Parkinson's disease? No, um, there there's different levels of the two compounds of caffeine and DHT in different beans and so forth. And they're, they're not even sure of the exact amounts of, of levels and combination that's going to have the best effect. So as I said, it's only early days, um, but it's great news that there's actually something out there to help prevent it and limit the effects because current treatments only address the symptoms of Parkinson's disease and don't actually protect against the brain degeneration, whereas this is actually actively protecting the brain Mm. so and yeah if you follow the link and you look at the article you scroll down there's actually the doi or digital object identifier uh, at the bottom there so you can actually go to the original article and have a bit of a look through and yeah i was having a bit of a look through earlier and it's actually there's there's so much potential of where this can lead to that it's it's actually pretty amazing. And I actually did do some reading about this when I was actually studying so my Bachelor of Behavioural Science. It's one of those subjects I've always been more interested in because everyone's always interested in the kids. Everyone's forgetting the adults. Yeah. Yet, Parkinson's and dementia is one of the biggest issues for senior citizens. Yep, it's pretty nasty. Yeah. But there's not senior citizens anymore. Um, there's lots of people who are in 
for any teenagers that have been diagnosed as having um, Parkinson's onset and dementia. Teenagers can get dementia? Apparently, um, it's not very common. It's the same as breast cancer. Men can get breast cancer, so it's not very common. Oh, yeah. And it's not, very, and it's not widely advertised and discussed. So, it's the same with uh, testicular cancer as well. Well, women can get testicular cancer, but it's fairly rare. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> can you explain that one to me? What? We'll, we'll have a bit of a chat offline afterwards about the birds and the bees, I think. No, no, I meant Sorry, like with that. men getting testicular cancer is kind of rare. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But no, it's... Men are the only ones who get testicular cancer, and it happens I asked, commonly. I asked if um, if testicular cancer, you said it's uh, similar to, we were talking about breast cancer, and I asked, do women get testicular cancer, but it's very <laughs> rare, and you said, yeah. Oh, oh, you. I said it in the, the same with men. I was supposed to, I was going to add in the men, but I got interrupted. I was like, no, you, you weren't because we were silent for a little while there. That that was, yeah. We, 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 I just wanted to, yes, let's just move along before I get in trouble and get abused after we stop recording this episode. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, as I, with going back to the article, like the repercussions of this research are just mind mind boggling because there's so many other things that they this could possibly help with as well. Um because it's helping to prevent the build up of certain proteins in the brain. It could also be used as possibly a treatment for um possibly cancer, um, other issues such as because um, it, it's affecting the serotonin and so forth. So it could also be assisting with the reducing the impact of... Um, uh, got, I, I know exactly what I want to say here. Um, PTSD. So things, things such as that. So it's an amazing breakthrough. <laughs> but I suppose we should probably move along because otherwise I'll be getting too geeky people <laughs> won't be able to follow me so no, I guess it's a big brain on Bucky no it's this yeah. <clears throat> I was asked to explain something to someone once and I just lost track of where I was going and started talking too much oh, um, that's all good. specific geek speak that's industry related so yeah they had no chance of keeping up with me and I even amazed myself when I looked back and I was like I actually managed to remember all that straight off the top of my head in such fantastic detail. But let's move along. Um, games. DJ, what game have you been playing this week? I'm still continuing on. Okay. He, he, he's vanished. Is he vanished on you as well there? Yeah. Yep, yeah, he got out on me as well. I thought it might have just been me. Anyway, um, DJ, if you can hear us, we can't hear you. So what game have you been playing while we wait for the DJ to come back? I've been playing a text-based adventure game called 
Dragney Manor. It's okay. a game with um, put together by over 80 game designers working together. Some of the best names in interactive fiction. Mm-hmm. And so- I'm not too far into it yet because um, I've been only been playing it during my breaks at work. Okay. But I am enjoying it for like so far. The writing is pretty good. So is this kind of like the old Space Quest, or is it only just text only, no graphics? Just text. Okay. Ooh, there's a couple articles. of um, little. Uh, uh, there's a couple of little artwork pieces used in promotional material, but not for uh, not in the actual game so far. Okay. I'm just having a bit of a look here, and they're saying you got to consult the Eldritch tones and solve bizarre puzzles. Yeah, it's um, a love letter to a game called Anchorhead, which apparently was influenced by uh, Lovecraft. Okay. Actually, I've got a a content warning at the start of the game, which starts off with, please be warned that this game contains cosmic horror, body horror, psychological horror, gore, violence, murder, death. That's banned in China already then, sorry. Yep. Um, Just tons and tons of stuff. Yeah. Eyeball contact. Eyeball Virgin contact. sacrifice. Demon summoning. Yep. That's the reason why the DJ ran away. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, I imagine it's going to get a bit heavy once I get further into the game, just based on some of this uh, content warning. Awesome. Well, the DJ's still vanished. don't know where he is. So I've been playing um, Red Faction, Gorilla, the remastered edition. And I have to say, it's as much fun as I remembered it when I played it before. Even if, if not possibly more, the graphics are actually, they're not hugely different to what I remember. Um, but it's, it is a heck of a lot of fun. And I love running around and you, you d- doing your demolition work and you're taking down buildings with your sledgehammer and then you get the soldiers from the EDF come and attack you and you take them out with the sledgehammer. You don't have to get out your gun. Yeah, that hammer has some pretty heavy knockback. But so, yeah, if you're feeling nostalgic or you've never actually played the game, um, definitely worth checking out. Are you with us, DJ? Oh, yes, I am. Okay, so you you started to respond to the question of what game you've been playing. Um, yeah, so sorry about that, guys. Um, I've been playing Dark Side this three, so the story is very interesting. I will say, mm-hmm. in terms of how. It's. It used to be like you had to find this, find the seven deadly sins, and that's it. But okay. it's, it's not that easy. It's just there are certain twists and certain turns you have to go through, and you meet certain new characters, and they tell more to add more to the story. And it's interesting. It's been good. It's been good so far. I'm just wondering, are the, are the creators behind <laughs> this were they involved in um uh, what's that one with Neo the movie The Matrix. I'm just looking at one of the beasties here, and it looks like the um, squid things that go attacking the ships in the Matrix and then attacking humanity. Oh, you mean no, not the drones? Um... Yeah, the, yeah, the drones that go and attack the ship, like the they got like giant squid-looking things in the Matrix. Um, when you actually click on the link for Darksiders 3, you scroll down a bit, and it's got the balance versus chaos. And on the right-hand side there, that looks like one of those squid-looking drones. Huh. Or is that the you've never noticed that? And I'll just give. You I never really know. I I don't really notice it um, that as well. But 
now that you've piqued my curiosity, I will have a look. Oop, there it is. I love how when you scroll down the page, it leaps out from the side of the screen. <laughs> but I know why he's angry. If you had a, a face like that, you'd be quite upset as well. You mean the one that's standing beside the uh, cat main character? No, when you scroll down. Yeah. And it's got the balance versus chaos. It's the underwater piece. Oh, that looks really. I think that's one of the demons. Yeah, that's the... that, that looks like the drones from oh. the Matrix. Oh, that looks. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen the likes of the, that character yet. But I will. I will have a. I will have a gander when I get back okay. into it. Ah, well, there you go. But um, nothing to report so far. But yeah, it, it's interesting. It's in, it's it's getting interesting so far. So <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, since there's nothing new to go on with, I suppose we should move on to the shout-outs. Um, first up, happy birthday to QUT School of Nursing, which turns 40 years old this year and is apparently Queensland's oldest centre for tertiary nursing education. So massive milestone. Congratulations. And keep up the great work. Love nurses. So, yes, great, great people, nurses. So much stuff they have to put up with. <laughs> Not with uh, that, that. Thanks to caffeine. Oh uh, no, no. Well, nurse. I had I, my brother worked at a hospital, and yeah, if you ever wanted to make a nurse happy, you, you turned up with a cup of coffee, a bottle of wine, and a box of chocolate. Huh? They couldn't eat. They couldn't drink the wine until after they went home. But they, I'm they sure most of, of them wish they could, though. Oh yeah. Um, some of the statistics about nursing is quite scary and sad, but yeah. Such an amazing group of people. You, you gotta, you gotta have a whole lot of patience and compassion to be a nurse, uh, especially, you know, a, especially at Saturday nights. No, just every night. Um, nursing isn't like just it's, <coughs> it's constant sort of stuff. But no, they they're busy three hundred, well, probably three thousand nights of the year. Yeah, the way it feels like for them. Um, it's kind of interesting though. Um... Considering the statistics, it seems like most of the people I see wearing QUT Faculty of Nursing or whatever they are shirts mm-hmm. um, are guys. Okay. Um, I I know from when I was actually doing my Bachelor of Behavioral Science, we used to actually have a lot of the nursing and paramedic students come in and join us for some of the psych courses. And there was actually more females. Yeah, statistically, it's like... Because the the School of Nursing is also for the paramedic training. So they do... Some of them do a cross-training where they're doing their nursing plus being trained to be a paramedic, which, my gosh, you have got to be a masochist because the amount of pain and suffering involved in training for one is bad enough. Doing two is just insanity. I bet you, though, the, those people, those um, students that become paramedics, whenever they see all those paramedic movies, they must go like, that's not how they do it. Oh, one of the funniest things for the paramedics is they have the, the special dolls that they use for the resuscitation and whatever, and they have them at different areas. They have them outside when they're doing practical training, and they have them, <laughs> the scenario all set up and they all go back inside. And security at QUT gets calls all the time. Well, there's a there's a, a bo- person lying down at the bottom of such and such a building. <laughs> they they look like they were just lying there on the ground and weren't looking too good. I called out, they didn't respond, and so security has to go and investigate. And yes, it's pretty much always a matter of it. It's just the paramedics have been doing some training. 
<laughs> so you don't think, gee, you know what? There's a guy who looks like he could be a bit dead. I might just go and check on him and see if he's all right, so that when I call the um, so that there's someone here to help him while I'm waiting for the security. Yeah, this is this is at Kelvin Grove though, and um, you got person who's standing on a walkway that's up at one level, and it's basically like seven stories. Oh down. yes. So by the time they get down there, it just takes ages. So they just they call security and contact. And then there's the hike up from the uh, the bus stop. Uh, well, it's the... not just the bus stop; it's all over. Like because even when you get to the top of the hill and you go down over the other side, which is where you go down into where the nursing and paramedics building is, it's steeper. I mean, like literally, you you go down some of those areas there. You you need to have a rope tied on and a harness and. It's just so ridiculous. Yeah. So, I like, used I'm to have a class that was um, at, like, one next to the uh, inner city busway or whatever it's called, and yeah, yeah. one all the way across campus. I was yep. fit that semester. Uh, <laughs> I've, I used to have um, a tutorial that followed on straight after a lecture. The lecture was in... N, yeah, N block, which is the nursing block. Or it might be, yeah. Um, but the tutorial was in Z block, which is oh, all the yeah, way up the other end of Kelvin Grave Road. And I used to be able to, I used to be able to time it so I, I could get out of the lecture and scoot across quickly to the top of the hill and the shuttle bus would be just about to leave. So I'd get jump on the shuttle bus to ride down the hill to get there quicker. <laughs> and then coming back the other way, I used to just jump on the shuttle bus at the bottom of the hill, go around through the city, and then just ride back around. The bus drivers don't even bat an eyelid of people doing that now because it's just ridiculous. Yeah, the, the, the whole Kelvin Grove campus, as fun as it is, it's, it's just a mission just to walk up to the campus and walking down and walking around. It's, it's, a, it's um, almost two Ks of travel to get from some of the rooms in the creative arts precinct up to the library. And then you go over the back of Kelvin Grove to where they got the new parking structure. And that's, yeah, that's the the downhill. Like they've got a a beautiful big skywalk to get through to it, but it's still, you've got to travel some distance. But yeah. So shout out to all the nurses. Nurses are great. Shout out to QUT Nursing, School of Nursing. Um, congratulations on achieving 40 years. So, yeah, moving along. Um, 11th of December, 1945, Charles Fabry, French physicist, discoverer of the ozone layer in the upper atmosphere, dies at age 78. So, Out of curiosity, in terms of the ozone layer, so is the hole in the ozone layer fixed or is it still there? Or It's getting better. Yeah. It's one of these things that if people stop doing stuff, the earth would rectify and balance itself again. But unfortunately, you can't just go out and eliminate a large percentage of population to allow the world to do it. Chill out, Thanos. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You've got so many people that are just doing stupid things. I can understand Thanos. (laughs) Anyway, Uh, moving along before we get into trouble for being too nasty. Um, 11th of December, 2008, Betty Page, the American pinup model, 
considered the queen of pinups and the dark angel died at the age of 85 so yes quite a interesting career that she had um 14th of december 1476 vlad the impaler the Malaysian prince was supposedly killed in battle at the age of 45, but we all know that he just withdrew from among the living to become the undead prince. <laughs> He'll be back. Oh, that's a, that's a possibility. No, 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 that wasn't Arnie. <laughs> um, moving on to famous birthdays. 12th of December, 1881. Harry Warner, Polish-born, Polish, well, Polish-American businessman who co-founded Warner Brothers and a major contributor to the development of the film industry, was born in Poland. <laughs> you're not going to pronounce that name, are you? What, are you? You want to have a go at it? Uh, uh, I'm going to say Kra- Krasnolesky. Yeah, I'm not going to even try either. But <laughs> you, you're going to have a go there, Professor? I'll do my best. Let's see. Um, down to the birthdays. Uh, now, I'm probably going to get it wrong. I don't know how to speak Polish. And there's probably a bunch of, like, silent letters or something in Polish. But, uh, Krasnolik. Krasnoslik. Krasnolik. Where are we going to say? Krasnoslik. I've actually just Googled it. And it's um, supposed, it, it's looking like it's Krasnolik. Krasnyots. So yeah, we were close. Yeah, I, we were... I, I'm I'm impressed. <laughs> so yeah, and then um, 12th of December 1970, um, Jennifer Connelly, American actress from Labyrinth, Dark City, Requiem for a Dream, Alita, Battle Angel, which is coming out soon and is looking awesome, was born in Cairo, New York, not Cairo, Egypt. How would actually? Been pretty cool if she was actually born in Egypt, but uh, yeah, well, unlucky. <laughs> um, 12th of December 1975, Mayim Balik, American actress from Blossom and the Big Bang Theory. Um, uh, she's also an author, a neuroscientist, and all around dead set nerd. Was born in San Diego, California. Um, 13th of December 1929. Christopher Plummer, Canadian actor, for known for The Sound of Music and Doll's House and amongst many, many, many others, was born in Toronto, Ontario, which is kind of interesting when you consider the fact he was actually playing uh, Mr. Von Trapp. So, yeah. Who gave us that lovely song, Aid of Ice, and sang it with such a, a beautiful dulcet tones? Um... Okay. I said my page just moved on me. 13th of December, 1967, Jamie Foxx, American actor, Ray, Dreamgirls, Django Unchained. If you don't know who he is, climb out from under the rock you've been hiding under. <laughs> Comedian, musician, songwriter, all around just overachiever, was born in Terrell, Texas. Um, 15th of December, 1832, Gustave Eiffel, the French engineer and architect who was responsible for designing and building the horrible eyesore known as the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> oh, come on. How is it an horrible eyesore when so many partners take to go to that place to uh, propose to their girlfriends? Yeah, they're looking out away from it. 
<laughs> yeah, so have you ever heard about the guy who ate at the uh, Eiffel Tower restaurant every day so that he didn't have to look at it? I could, I could believe it. Wait, like, I can't believe it. I've been there. I've seen the Eiffel Tower up close and personal, and it looks like scaffolding. It is horrendous. And I hope that upsets someone who's French. He was born in Dijon, France. See, best thing out of Dijon was their mustard and their wine. <laughs> they do a nice cheese. Um, 15th of December, 1852, Henry Becquerel, French physicist, who discovered radioactivity. Um, he was also a Nobel laureate in 1903, was born in Paris, France. Um, Professor, you want to tell us the story of how he found radioactivity? Yeah, he had a uh, piece of like camera film, and I think um, I don't remember if he had any objects on it to begin with, but he stuck the film and a chunk of radioactive material in a drawer for a while. Came back later, got the film out, and realized that it had been exposed, even though it was in a dark drawer. Mm-hmm. So he tried it again with his wife's jewelry and made the world's first X-ray of a uh, an earring. Awesome. See, we bring you the, the those little snippets that are so much more fun. Like you hear it's his birthday, but we tell you why he's famous. Sixteenth of December, seventeen seventy. Ludwig van Beethoven, German composer, um, symphony number no. three, five, seven, nine, all round amazing, amazing musician, was born in Bonn, Electorate of Cologne. In he was Germany. real Laura Show, he was. <laughs> Pardon? He was real Laura Show. Was he? Yeah. Vidi this, Droogies. All I. Bit of the old Ludwig on. van. Yeah. <laughs> uh, You've never heard of a Clockwork Orange? Yes. Yes, yep. Now I'm knowing when you're going. I tried to, I've, I've seen, I've had to do stuff on that when I was in high school and I hated it. Yeah. Um, move, one of the things, interesting things though, um, they start off for Symphony Number no. 5, which is one of the most famous pieces of music, is also the Morse code symbol for V, which is dit 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 da. And the British used to play it at the start of the BBC recordings or broadcasts during World War II. As a bit of a sticking the, their fingers up at the Germans because they used to do the V for victory and also just give them the forks. Um, 16th of December 1928, Philip K. Dick, American science fiction writer known for works such as The Man in the High Castle, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, also most famously known though for Blade Runner and Total Recall. Minority Report, Scanner Darkly. He was a very out there sort of guy, was born in Chicago, Illinois. But he's brought us some of the most amazing pieces of works. And if you've uh, seen the movies and enjoy them, go and read the book because it's a completely different experience. Yes. Which and one was which one was very completely different? All of them. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, events of interest, 10th of December, 1936. Britain re- replaced the King George the Eighth stamp series, King King Edward the Eighth series, with King George the Sixth. Tenth of December, nineteen thirty-six, Edward the Eighth resigns, signs instrument of abdication, giving up the British throne to marry American divorcee Wallace Simpson. And oh, hang on, no, yep, there we go. No, you missed 
You missed one of them. CJ. No, I have them all. I have them all. It's it just the, the day one. after. I just put them in the 20 years. Same day, different year. You put them in days, not year, because they've got to go halfway down the list. 11th of December, 1936. Edward VIII announces in a radio broadcast that he is abdicating the British throne to marry Wallace Simpson. I like that every time you say Edward VIII, you have to do a little mental check to make sure you've got the right one. Uh, Seriously, England, come up with some more names for your kings. <laughs> uh, it's more just the fact that it was Edward Edward VIII and George VI. I always because yeah because they were in it. They, they're brothers and they're both king in the same year. I always get now the reason why I was other reason why I was confused. Tenth of December, nineteen ninety three. Doom, a first person shooter by ID Software, was released. Tenth okay. of December, two thousand and eighteen. Doom celebrates 25 years. And John Romero took the chance to announce uh, Sigil, which is his project to create a fourth episode for the original Doom. Sweet! Um, so where am I on my list here? Uh, 11th of December, 1950. British physicist Cecil... Frank Powell awarded the Nobel Prize in Physics for his study in nuclear processes and the discovery of the pion. And we won't go into discussing what the pion is, otherwise we'll be here for another two hours. 11th of December, 1967. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, directed by Stanley Kramer, starring Spencer Tracy and the legendary Sidney Poitier and Catherine Hepburn, won, won the Academy Award for Best Actress in 1968. Premiered in New York City, 11th of December, 1972, Apollo 17 becomes the sixth and last Apollo mission to land on the moon. 12th of December. Well, it was the Apollo mission. Yeah. There might have been other missions that have landed. Um, 12th of December, 1901, Guillermo Marconi sends his first transatlantic radio signal from Poldew in Cornwall to Newfoundland, Canada. I think that's all our shout-outs this week, isn't it? Yep. That's a rather epic list. Um, yeah. So, yeah, if you've got any feedback for us, you think I talk too much. <laughs> DJ needs to talk more. Okay, let's be realistic about what feedback we're going to get. <laughs> I just reason why I stopped there. I was just thinking that we're not going to get any feedback on that. Um, <laughs> any feedback at all? Any comments? Let us know um, if you're interested in taking the DJ out on a date. <laughs> if you want to explain the birds and the bees to him and the reason why women can't get testicular cancer. <laughs> um, we have our email address, which is... Nerds.amalgamated at gmail.com. Or if you're a twit... Namalgamated uh, at Namalgamated. Which is our Twitter account. Yep. Just for those who didn't understand the pun. Um, you're already listening to us, so you've probably discovered that we're on either Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, the That's Not Canon Productions website, or you found us on our Facebook page. Is there any other way we can contact us? No, no, no nothing, nothing I can think of. You could you could contact our podfather, <laughs> the amazing Zane, or you could send a message via the Penguins. I'm sure they'll get it to us as well. But please don't contact us by turning up on our front lawn. <laughs> if you turn up on my front lawn, I'd be amazed and annoyed because I one I have to mow it, and two it means I have to actually go go and look at you. 
Um, but that's it for another week. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had fun. Um, please, as we come closer to Christmas, be be safe, drive safe, be kind to each other, be patient. Don't listen to spurious pseudo scientific um, claims that Christmas music is bad for you. If you listen to any song often enough, it's going to annoy you and drive you insane. Look at what happened to Justin Bieber's fans. <laughs> but that's it for me. Should we have a moment of silence for everyone who has to work in Woolies at the moment? Why Woolies? What about Coles? And all the other Woolies, stores? Coles, they're all the same. <laughs> Forsooth, shame on you. <laughs> Woolies, are, Woolies are the fresh food people. Coles aren't the fresh food people. They're just keeping the prices down. <laughs> but it, well, we, we, we do feel sorry for all those people who are working in retail and having to deal with the masses of crazy last people. minute shoppers. Oh yeah, and, and the endless Christmas music. Uh, well, but, on the bright side, this at least is not as bad as the Baby Shark song. Hey, don't you pick on the Baby Shark song? You just wish you were talented enough to come up with something that catchy. <laughs> um, one other shout out I have to do is I met Matthew Riley at the book signing at Carondale the other day. And he was amazing. And he remembered me from a couple of years ago when I met him at Supernova. Legend! And that's it from me. Hooroo. See you guys. See ya. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> <laughs> 